hello, and welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm Ann Gordon, here with my friend in Chavruta, Yerdena Azband. Our daf of the day, Masachet Ruvin, daf Tzadi, page 90. Now, today, I want to just bring your, draw your attention to basically a personality who appears on our daf, and he's talking about, you know, the halachas of Yerdena and everything like that, but the Gemara doesn't just address his halachas, it talks really about him. And his name is Rami Barchama. And outside of this Gemara, he shows up, you know, but I don't know that he's a personality that I really thought about or knew about in detail until this, until this series of descriptions of him. Uh, so he raises this dilemma, right? The question is when, if you carry, you know, you carry an item and you've got two amot on the roof and then you, and two amot on a pillar, right? Um, on the Amud, and then what's your what's your situation? What's your halacha? So the answer is brought here. The Gemara brings it from Rabbah. My kamabayle karmalitu shudiyachid kamabayle. Meaning, what do you? Why do you think this is a dilemma? Look at what you what you're talking about. You've got a karmalit, if you've got a shudiyachid, a private domain. And so, what's? I don't want to say it's what's the big deal, but it seems that that's what that's the case that he's talking about. Okay, and so then obviously, right? Obviously, we know this from from many dabim already, right? That you cannot carry from one to the next, from a Carmelite to a Rishudi Yachid, or from a Rishudi Yachid to a Carmelite. You cannot take something from the general area, right, and put it on top of that pillar or, you know, something like that. So then the Gemara says that this is not really what the dilemma was. Rabbi Barchama, Agav Chorfe, Lo Yenba. According to his keen mind, right? Meaning he he was sharp. Charuf chorfe is um is like the same word as charif, which is spicy in in modern Hebrew, right? So he had a keen mind. He didn't. So this is what's interesting, right? He didn't stop to examine it carefully, the case that he was raising, right? And therefore he was imprecise in the way he formulated it. El hachi kamabayle. Really what he was talking about, what he meant to be talking about, was that if you carry for two amot on the roof, and then you carry another two amot on the slanted roof of the akasadra, that's what we call the portico, right? And so that means that you're on a roof, but you're not really on a roof. And that second roof belongs to someone else who wants to know what's halacha. So first of all, what I find to be interesting here is that the Gemara characterizes him as so sharp that he was sloppy, right? And I think that we all know people who can do that, who can get away with it even, and sometimes it messes them up. And in this case, the fact that Rabbah took him to task is an interesting, you know, catching him up on it. So then the Gemara explains a little bit further on his dilemma. What does it say? The fact that nobody's living on either roof, meaning whether it's the roof of the Akasadra or it's the roof of a of a regular house, once you're saying that it's not actually anybody's residence, you don't have to worry about it and you can t- treat it as one reshoot, which goes back to Rabbi Mayer's point we saw in the other daf. Or is the position more like Chachamin that they said, you can't carry from one roof to the next roof, so then the roof of a regular home to the roof of, a kasa- of an Akasadra would still be a problem. So the Gemara continues, and and we've got Rabbevi Barabaye. We've seen him before. Um, and then pre- we're almost done with Rami Barchama, but 
Hang on, Abaye Rav Baby Var Abaye, Shtei Amot Begag, Ushtei Amot Bechorva Mahu. So he's going to change it. Instead of it being an anakasadra, instead of it being this kind of portico roof, he says, well, what if you carry two amot on a roof of a house and then two amot on the roof of a chorva, a ruin, and the ruin belongs to someone else, and then one side of it, right, of that same ruin ends up going to the public domain. Well, then now what's your halacha? So Rav Kahana, Amar Rav Kahana, Lav Hainu Durami Barchava, isn't that the case that Rami Barchama was raising? Meaning, now we're going to give credit to Rami Barchama, but for actually asking a sharp question. So, baby Barbai says, "What did I come late just to make a just to make a stick just to get into trouble with other people's questions?" Meaning, I'm asking something new, right? Don't don't blame me for. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying this the same thing that he already said because why would I do that? He says that a portico is never going to be fit for living, but a ruin you could actually live there. So the question is different, and perhaps the halacha is different. Meaning, don't lump my question together to this with the same question that Rami Barkama already asked. And I just think that this whole progression here of you know. Fleshing out the question, trying to get to the answer, but also kind of developing the question upon the question. You know, it's like, you know, the kid in school who always had the good question that everybody else and came and piled their question just slightly differently on top of the first one. I feel like that's kind of what's going on here. I'm not saying that is what's going on here, but it has that feel to me. So I just want to remind everybody a little bit about who he is. So Rami Barakama is a student of Rafista's. He was known, um, you know, sort of for this. Uh, you know, intellectual acumen, but often would sort of get to the wrong conclusion. He married Rav Chisa's daughter. But I want to remind everybody about a Gemara and Brachot on Daf Mem Zayin Amud Bet, uh, where uh, it actually talks about that he um, he died young um, and that there was a story that he didn't invite uh, Rav Menashe uh, Bar uh, uh, Tachlifa, um, even though he studied the Sifra and the Sifri and the Halachot he didn't invite him into a zimun um, because he studied, but wasn't necessarily close uh, with some of the, the, the commentators say that, that he wasn't necessarily close with Talmidei Chachamim. Um, and Rava basically said that that's why he died. So, you know, he has like a little piece of his personality. So go back to that Gemara and Brachos um, that, you know, he was a great intellect, but there was something also a little bit about his midos that maybe... Um, you know, he didn't always use his intellect to the best of his, to the best of his ability. I mean, I think also if we're going to say, even we see that here, I mean, I appreciate all this background that I obviously did not have at my fingertips, but, and I, and I thank you for that. And I think we should keep you around all the time for your ability to to hold forth on any one of the MRI, like without, without flinching, without even really needing to look him up. I think it's amazing. Oh, I did have to look him up, but don't worry. But I was like, his name sounded (laughs) familiar. And then I remembered what it was. Anyhow. Fair enough, but still, but, but I think that these, the same, not the, who he married and not that he died young, but the personality traits that you're describing, I think, again, that he was rebuked for, well, we see that even here. And and it's what I said, that this idea that someone can be so sharp that they're sloppy and they get caught up by it. Like, you know, who would he have been? Which is not a fair question to ask. I recognize that. But, you know, if he had applied all that same intellect with a bit of care. And yeah. I don't think that people can necessarily separate their personalities from 
you know, and, and, you know, get the better of themselves. But, you know, it's a bit, there is something in it that the, as much as his question is underlying the entire development of this piece of Gemara, there's still something a little bit sad about the way Rabbah comes and like knocks him down. Right. And again, I think to me, this is a wonderful example of like, you know, no, understanding the biographies of the Tanayim and Amorayim, like knowing that Gemara and Brachos really also fills in a picture about him. Um, right. I'm going to jump ahead to the Gemara here that talks about boats, which I thought was interesting. Um, Itmar, right? So we're going to go through another Machlokas of Rav and Shmuel regarding to carrying on a boat. Sfina, a boat. Rav Amar Mutar Letatel Bechula. Rav says you can carry on the whole boat, on the entire ship. Shmuel says you can only carry, you know, basically Daladamos. Rav Amar Mutar Letatel Bechula. Daha Ika Mechitzata. So Rub says you can carry throughout the whole the whole boat because it's like there's partitions, right? That the walls of the boat are essentially a partition that extends upwards. Because Shmuel says you're not allowed to carry, you can only carry these four emote because the partitions of a boat, meaning the walls, are not there to be a partition, but they're there to keep the water out. And it's not really so that you like, live on a boat, which I got to say, I find rubs, I don't know, like, yes, it's to keep the water out, but it's an interesting perspective that Shmuel has. I'm really Rav Chia Bar Yosef with Shmuel. So now we have Rav Chia Bar Yosef says to Shmuel, and I, this interaction is, again, just so interesting. Who is the halacha like? And Shmuel says, right, that no, the halacha is like Rav. And I think because I think what he's sort of saying in a way here is that yeah, Rubs actually makes more uh, makes more sense. And I think to see, you know, Rub and Shmuel together, where Shmuel basically says, like, no, you should go follow my bar palukta, is really interesting. I'm a Rav Gidal, I'm a Rav Chia Bar Yosef. So then Rav Gidal says that Rav Chia Bar Yosef said, Umoda Rav, she'im kfa'a alpia, she'im etatalimba, elabar ma'ot. Right, but, but what is Rav Chia Bar Yosef, who went to Shmuel with this original question, he says, but Rav agrees with Shmuel that if you turn the boat upside down, right, al piha, like on its mouth, but meaning it's, you know, you, you could walk on the underside of it, right? I guess, what is that, the hull? She'en metatalim ba'ela ba'arbam o'ot. Then in that case, you could only carry four um, amot. Kfi'alamai, uh, right? So the question is, you know, why was it overturned, right? Like, that's the better question. Um, so maybe we say it's because you wanted to live underneath the boat. So then why, then it's just a roof. So it shouldn't make a difference. And according to Rav, what? You should be able to carry throughout the boat, right? Rather, why did you overturn it to tar it? In other words, you wanted to add a coat of tar to its underside. And in that case, it's certainly not going to be a residence, right? And so the, the partitions or the mechitzot, the walls of the boat, really can't be considered mechitzot anymore. Um, so, and, uh, you know, and then the Gemara goes on. Ravashi is going to bring a teaching uh, where he compares, you know, this with the Sfina uh, and Shmuel accepting this teaching of Rav, um, you know, with a ship. And, and he does it with an achsadra, uh, with a portico. But, you know, I just thought, first of all, it's an interesting case. Uh, but just to see Shmuel sort of agree with Rav and see how Rav agrees with Shmuel, um, this was sort of halakhically everybody playing very nicely with each other. 
Yeah. I, so I thought it was interesting how different this case was also from our previous encounter with the boat on the what on the river, right? Where that is a case of an Eruv and here, right? It's a case of not the Eruv. I think that it's it's a different case. But, you know, again, we, we keep, I've said this many times now, but I guess it's my, you know, the thing that sticks out for me is that we keep cycling back through comparable situations that kind of build on the knowledge that we already have gleaned from the Duff until this time. So, because I think what, I, what I'm getting at is always that the structure of Masachet Eruvin seems to hold together more than I might expect as we're tracing through case by case by case. And then lo and behold, it builds on information that we got earlier. Yeah, that's a, I think that's an interesting way to frame uh, the entire Masachet itself. Well, that's our DAP discussion for the day. Rank us, review us on all major podcasts. Thank you to Rabbi Michelle Farber for hosting us on the Hadron website. Let us know what you thought about some of the personalities of this DAP on our Talking Talmud Facebook page. And until tomorrow, go and learn.